How does it work? So first there's June, and then there's July, yeah. and then August, and then the no, they're fall. changing that this year. <laughs> they do. They're changing that this year. <laughs> August is going to be after September this year. Well, you know, and then pretty soon it's winter again, and then, and then we start complaining. All the kinds, the cycle of weather complaints. Oh no, we're caught up, and where do we go <laughs> for a couple of months? Oh, that's to right. Escape. Mm, where yeah. do we go? Where are we going to get? How are we going to get out of here? Hey, uh, so hey, what's, uh, how are you? Hey, your, how what's your recommend? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's your recommendation? Slowing time down. I know you have a lot of uh, uh, time philosophies there. Yeah, I do. I know you, you think about time well, and you've how to slow it. it down and speed it up and stuff. Well, you, you've been saying it for the last little while. Just enjoy every goddamn day again. Oh, yeah. oh right. How many times I have to tell you to seize your day? Seize up your own day. <laughs> <laughs> seize up your day. Take yeah. care of your, you know what? Seize your <laughs> own day. Seize your own day. Anyway, it's the first of June. That's why we've started. I, I, if you've just joined us, which I just hit record, we were talking about how it's the first of June, and you said it was bittersweet. Yeah, I did. Only because now it just it takes off now. Okay, the good weather, the fun time of the year, just mm. just explodes. <laughs> it's gone in sure a blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and don't argue that. No, I would never. How dare I? <laughs> <laughs> I would never dare argue with you about uh, your weather. <laughs> um, it is, you know, it just shows, you know, uh, psychology and how the mind works. Isn't hmm. it, though? Yeah. Because no day is longer than the next. All the days are the same. And the months are pretty much the same as well, except for February. You know, it's a bit shorter. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, those months seem a lot longer than these months. Figure it out. I can't explain it. Oh, well, if, hey, if you can't explain it, it's unexplainable. Oh, there's, no, there's no explanation. <laughs> Interesting that good you say that. A, hmm. What's that, Dan? Oh, it's a good thing he's not an actual TV weatherman because it would be like, oh, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the depressing forecast or the, you know. The, okay. <laughs> The whining weatherman. What what I was going to say though is it's interesting you said that whatever you what did you just say because I was oh, there's no what did you just say I'm sorry Dan you just kind of took me away from what he, uh, I was trying to segue into some clip of I yours. was just saying you yeah. know all the days and the months are the are same, the same. right you can't argue with that yeah yesterday on the show. You said a couple things, and I, when I was listening back this morning, I thought, oh, I'll just check in some levels. And then I'm like, oh, right. I, sh I should get that thing that I thought was funny when you said it. Now, the second one is obvious, but this first clip I found interesting, and uh, maybe you'll see why. Again, I, I used to have no sugar, just a little. All right, we're talking about having coffee. In case you missed this, it was at, at the end of the show yesterday. Again, I, I used to have no sugar, just a little bit of cream, but now I, it's the same thing when I gave up sugar and coffee and tea. You look back, and how did I ever do that to begin with? Because it's just horrid. And I think that now with a, a black coffee, I can't imagine putting anything in it now. So, and and I, I don't know what it was, but I thought about it later in the day, and I'm like, you can't imagine, really? No, I can't. You you like you can't even put your thinking no. cap on and no, imagine. No. Like no. your imagination is so poor that you couldn't get your head around putting something into coffee. I stand by those comments. <laughs> Do you? 
<laughs> well, good for, good for you. Why would anybody listen to the show when they have to listen to that? <laughs> I just listen to myself, and it's like, fuck, I wouldn't listen to this show if I had to listen to Are that. you kidding me? That's 10 out of 10. That's, <laughs> that's I, stand, I stand by. Okay. Those no, comments. it's fine. I can't imagine. No, uh, that's fine. But, but really, if I may cross-examine, there's nothing, there's no way you can imagine putting something in coffee now. Like, even just like, hmm, what would that be like? Anyway, so I found that amusing, Dan. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of the show, this is how it ended. Let's, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go make a pee And that's all the show we have today. Oh, well, you're there. Have yourself a shit, dude. Go on. <laughs> Be a fish. By the way, for, for you people in the radio community that, that think the show has changed drastically and we're just nothing but hard-hitting journalists that can discuss the issues of the day, let's, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go make a pee And that's all the show we have today. Oh, well, you're there. Have yourself a shit, too. Go ahead. Be efficient about it, after all. While you're there. Great. Uh, good night, everybody. Have yourself the final word. The final word to Fred. Have yourself a shit while you're there, so you don't have to go twice. All right. Well, so there you go. Uh, let's kick off another uh, Humble and Fred. Uh, I guess this is Thursday, Junior. Now, last day of the Humble and Fred week, because we're on our summer schedule. And now here's Dan Duran. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, Brampton, and from the lusty shores of Lovesick Lake. And is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chamber's Plan, Health Gauge, Hush Blankets, Relaxicare, and DraftKings. And now here are two men who have finally put away their winter complaining and brought out their spring and summer styles. So now, out with the old cold with my bones experience and all that whining, and we can look forward to too hot, it's rainy, and oh, the wind protestations. It's the happiest version of Humble and Fred. Thank you, Dan Duran. And uh, Jeremy Hotz, our guest today. I'm not sure if he's going to be getting up in Los Angeles, but I'm assuming he's somewhere across the country doing his marquee to sad tour, which was interrupted a couple years ago because of this virus. Uh, and of course, uh, the retirement Sherpa will be with us. He can tell you all about what he's up to. In the meantime, this first portion of the program is brought to you by HealthGage. HealthGage.com is where you go for the HealthGage Phoenix. Uh, we're wearing it. You should be too if you want to keep track of your health and you want to be more uh, proactive when it comes to things, uh, not just steps. We're talking about heart rate variability, your, even, even your temperature, the amount you exercise and uh, some of the important things like blood pressure and so on. HealthGage.com. Humble Fred HG is where you get that uh, discount for 15% off. Freddie? Uh, the Chambers Plan. Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Uh, Canada's number one group insurance plan for small business. 30,000 Canadian businesses. Part of this. They've been around for 40 years. Yes, they have. Take the time today. Go to chamberplan.ca. Find out all about it, what it will cost you. You'll be pleasantly surprised. All that's offered, you'll wonder, how can they do so much for so little? Mm-hmm. They've done a great job of keeping the premiums under control, too, even through COVID. It's a great story, actually. Take the time. Get a free quote today. The badge is right there. Uh, prescriptions, dental plans, uh, travel insurance, on and on and on. So many products under that umbrella. Chamberplan.ca. Also, uh, Boone will join us. Uh, you know, we were. I, I promise you, we'll, we'll go. We'll get back to doing four shows 
after this. We got June, July, and August. And there's a lot of Humble and Fred vacation days. Um, so Boone will be here talking about uh, what's happening. We're going to be off next week, and uh, we'll promo some of the stuff that's coming up in the summer. Dan Duran and the Dan Duran News will join us. Uh, I'm thinking of coming to uh, stay with you for a that's couple awesome. of days. Yeah. Stay up. I just have to figure it out. But I, I, um, I know... Do other people have like a, um, a reaction to mosquitoes the way I do? I'm sure somebody does, but I'm just going to tough it out. I, I mean, you're, you guys, it's it's usually basically in the evening, right? When they get worse. Yeah, the uh, you know the, the the time when the sun is either coming up or just going down. That's when the most mosquitoes you'll you'll find. Right. And then, well, you know, and then the cloudy kind of. Uh, oh, great! <laughs> but generally in the evening is when they're okay. They're most obvious. You can figure you can figure it out though. You just have to put it out of your mind because I think you've made it a bigger deal than it is to your to well, your psyche, dude. I was up twice last summer. I spent two weeks up north last summer, and and but it was in July and August, and mosquitoes were really a non-issue by then. So we'll figure it right. out. Um, I don't know if they're especially bad this year so far. At the end of my pool, there's grass, and if you if the kids walk back there, they just come right up out of the grass. It's crazy to the point where I want to sell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Can you can you even imagine? I can't imagine. You can't imagine the mosquito population. All right, Dan. Uh, we'll see you in a bit. We got a lot of this Hi to get guys. through today. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. The uh, These are all similarly, uh, for the most part, and there's so many of them. There's some yeah. I'd like to spend some time on. Obviously, there's some we can't. We can't spend time on every single one, but we'll try and get through these because so many people, and there was such an outpouring, as I said yesterday, the reaction to last Tuesday's show a week ago yesterday. You know, I can tell you that looking at some of the numbers, one of the top, at least top three or four shows we've ever had in terms of downloads unique and partials and it's quite a number I and mean, we don't want to throw it out there but i mean obviously you can see what happened to our itunes ranking yes so clearly the reaction we're about to share with you uh is also noticeable in the real metrics of our show so let's uh let's begin and again we're going to go through a few of these we just want to acknowledge everybody are you going to start that first one because it's to you directly? Okay, this is from uh, uh, Swing Thoughts, the golf podcast listener who also, there's a lot of crossover, listens to the Humble and Fred show. Ronan Quinn is his name. He's a buddy of mine. He basically just says, hey, on a non-golf note, you guys did a great job of discussing a very difficult issue, especially under the circumstances uh, with the sudden death of your friend Andrew. It was a tumultuous week, and I respect how you dealt with it. And that was a nice note from Ronan. And now, moving on. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hey, go ahead. This is an old friend, Nelson Millman. He was a program director of the Fan 590 for years, then moved on to television, I believe. And uh, he's out there. He says, hi, guys. Hope you are both well. It's been a while, but I just wanted to reach out and let you know how good I thought your Derringer show was. I don't spend a lot of time listening to podcasts, but I knew I had to hear what you both had to say about that dumpster fire. 
I don't often give up two hours of time for anything. At my age, I have to keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We can relate to that, Nelson. Uh, but the conversation, observation, stories, and the so-well-done interview with Jackie, Delaney wouldn't let me turn it off. Trust me, that doesn't happen very often. That's quite a compliment. Imagine that, and an XPD giving compliments. Cheers, boys. Stay healthy. Uh, keep being great. Nelson. Very nice. Now, that came in on Wednesday of last mm-hmm. week. On Thursday of last week, I had a, a golf tournament, and it was a qualifier for a tournament. By the way, didn't qualify. Why? Made a nine. A nine. Anyway, I'm over it. But it was a weird coincidence, as I shared that with you. I mm-hmm. get out of my car, and the first person I see is Nelson Millman, mm-hmm. who was in between nines, not the nine that I made, and reiterated what he said there. But can I tell you a quick thing he told me? Yeah. He said it was funny because he worked with uh, Voldemort there at the fan way, way back, and it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was him, Marsden, and McCowan. And so Nelson sort of said quickly to me, he said, you know, I, I didn't really notice it in those days because the other two guys were such big pricks as well. It was almost like he got <laughs> lost and it made me laugh. And I said, uh, you mean he was like a little prick in training? He said, yeah, that was what it was. But yeah, uh, but yeah Nelson's a good man. Thank you very much, Nelson. Uh, you just keep going there, son, because the next one's from uh, our buddy Mike. Uh, Mike Anifin, who attempted to be on the show the other day, we had some uh, technical difficulties Uh he weighed in and just said, great fucking show. Thank you, Mike. Uh, the next one's from Dave Ryan. Not about that show. Just said, I uh, wanted to comment on Fred's account of walking 10,000 steps while using a cart. We were talking about health gauge and its counting of the steps when you're golfing versus like walking versus carting. He said, if I drive a delivery vehicle, I drive a delivery vehicle regularly and go over that while I'm driving. Uh, I'm assuming that it could be the vibrations from the truck or the cart you were using that caused those extra steps. Thanks, Dave. That's Dave Ryan. Right. Now, is it attached to him, the dirtbag uh, Derringer? Or no, is that's the next, the next one? one. That's the uh, oh, that's the headline from Mariana, Marianne Jarome. A woman. Hello, woman. gentlemen. I was, I was listening to your podcast about John Derringer, and yes, I worked with him as a traffic reporter at the Mighty Q in the mid-'80s. I have to agree with your description of him as a psychopath, and not surprising since I remember him having uh, a fascination with uh, all things in <laughs> Serial killers? Okay. okay. I know he was a well-read man. Oh, yes. He loved to read. Uh, his face should melt uh, from shame as he now faces his wife and family. Here, here. Yeah. And as uh, I was also already subject to bullshit behavior in my early days in radio in the 80s, just goes to show that the old boys club is still the younger boys club. Jesse and Gene used to shut me out regularly, too. Just recently was supposed to be interviewed for their podcast, but it never happened without any reason. Apology or email in my 30 years of radio across major markets in Canada. Oh, do I have stories? Continued success, Mariani, uh, Mariana uh, Jerome. Uh, by the way, that Jesse and Gene podcast has disappeared from the services. I think they've abandoned it, abandoned uh, the project. Oh, really? Well, I, and, and as far as what she's saying there, remember, this is one person. We're not saying that Jesse and Gene did anything. And uh, as far as, you know, her experience in radio, again, that's her experience. And that word, uh, psychopath, that's hers, not ours. And uh, Well, I, I, 
It's kind of mine, but that's okay. <laughs> but oh, <laughs> okay. She's saying I, I agree with you, but doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, this is from Mike Parker, who says an emotionally charged episode. On one end of the spectrum, the truth about the biggest tool in radio, Voldemort. Voldemort, and on the other end, remembering the most underrated, underappreciated talent in radio, Andrew Crystal. My new favorite regular guest, Jackie Delaney, uh, speaking ever so eloquent, eloquently about a difficult topic. Quite the show for the ages. Plus, P.S., he says, classic Humble and Fred start, weather, and an on-the-air technical fuck-up. I know. He says, it wouldn't be the show we love without these bits. Hundy P., Michael Parker. Hi Thank guys. you, Michael. Uh, the next headline is just Andrew Crystal. Yeah. And, and don't, hi, obviously, Howard. don't give out Michelle's email. Oh, okay. Good speaking with you to do, uh, today. This is from uh, Greg. Do you know uh, Greg Neely? Yeah, he worked with. Uh, he works with Crystal. Or worked. Uh, he, it's a long story, but one of his kids was on our show. Remember this band we had on year a couple years ago, Pterodactyl. So I can't remember the full name, but anyway, this is Andrew put us in touch with Greg, and now Greg was working with Andrew. Okay, there uh, should be a memorial uh, the third week of June, and Michelle, uh, Andrew's wife, wants to have everyone who knew him to be there. So. If you put together a list of everyone you know who would like to be there, that would be great. Thanks, Greg. Of course, I will be there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, unless I've got something literally already in the books for that day, I'm going to make every effort I can to go. I tell you, part of the part of the reason, obviously, is respect, but also just because I know there's going to be such a wide variety of people that we yes. will know. I forget about some of the connections that we have with Crystal. Everyone from McCowan to our old producer at SiriusXM, Kyle Kershorn. Like, there's so many people that uh, have had experience with him. People from Mojo Days all the way up to recent, you know, this guy, Greg Neely from Crystal Nation. This next one, uh, headline uh, or the subject, excellent show. Gwen Spencer says, hi, guys. What a fantastic show about Derringer's abuse. I, I think she's referring to Dis- Disgrace Broadcaster. Mm-hmm. John didn't. Yeah, she didn't get his first name. <laughs> By the way, can I just pause and ask you? Does, does it seem like we're piling on here? Like, I don't know. This is the, the second week, the fourth or fifth show we've discussed some of this stuff. Well, let me, as I explained to everyone, is this dancing on a grave? No. You know, because, you know, it was a big Toronto news story, and we talk about big Toronto news stories. This one we just happened to be pretty close to. We knew the players involved. Okay. And they they reached out to us, and the show became that. Okay, well, well there was I, no alternative. What do we do? Like, yeah. ignore it? Well, that that's what ridiculous. I was going to say. And if, because yeah. I don't think we are, and, and you know, when we, we're going to take a week off, and when we come back, you know, unless there's something brand new about this, you know, we'll only reference it as something that happened, not, you know, obviously we're... Right. Un- obviously, we're unpacking it now. Anyway, I'll Hi continue. Uh, she says, uh, when Jackie teared up, when Jackie teared up, when talking about how you two were a safe harbor, I teared up too. Powerful radio. Thank you for amplifying the voice of these courageous women. Let's hope that dick finally gets what he deserves. Thank you uh, from Gwen. Hi, guys. 
Do I really want to read this next one from Neil? Uh, oh, I would leave out the line about the the. I would leave out that line. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? That's that's it. Well, no, he said, you could just say you never knew how crazy weird he was until you sat in a room with him. What came out of his because because oh, you know sometimes right. <laughs> sometimes just right. being around Andrew. That's true. So you never knew. How fucking weird Andrew Crystal could be until you sat in a room with him. What came out of his mouth terrified me. (laughs) It was also some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. That's from Neil Morrison, Brother Bill. You know, it's funny. Thank you, Brother Bill. I was talking to Shawarma, as I said the other day. He produced our show at Mojo and was one of our interns and then associates at The Edge prior to that. And he reminded me, we were laughing about this, that when Andrew, even when he first started on our show, on those Friday morning appearances for whatever entertainment magazine it was. <laughs> that uh, He was constantly, even then, sweating, like sweating crazy oh, yeah. amounts. And, cause you, and part of the reason is because of what Bill was sort of referring to there. But he was always wheezing, coughing, and sweating yeah. from the beginning. Which was a, a, you know, a pretty good observation from a guy covered in fur. <laughs> Yeah, if Swarma was, you'd think he'd always be sweating. Oh but. yeah, but I just I forgot because I always think of Andrew later. But there was yes. a four or five year period there where he was coming on occasionally. Mm-hmm. And also, Swarma reminded me that another occasion Andrew brought in some Russian women. Not yes. the time that we were topless in the in the studio. Right. Another time, yes, <laughs> brought in some other women to take their tops off with us. That was, you know, what that was. That was uh, that w- that was when the ruling came down for the Gwen Jacobs thing, right? And to celebrate women being able to go topless, <laughs> that's right. That we did the show, Gwen Jacobs being a woman who fought because she was out cutting her lawn or something topless and was charged, and she won that court battle and it revolution revolutionized topless in Ontario because now you see topless women walking down the street all, all the, the time. time, all, all the, the time. time, all the time. I got, I got, all right, let's get through a few more of these. The next one, uh, Subject Tuesday show from Adam. Yes, uh, great show today. Really interesting to listen to and wonder how this is all going to play out. I do have a question about what happens when you sign a contract with a station. Do the contracts have morality clauses about stuff like this or other situations? Yes, they do, actually. Mm-hmm. I would figure as a contracted employee or independent contractor, this would make the person more careful. But again, it gets back to that runaway train thing where you just keep, you're enabled and you just get bolder and bolder, I guess. Paint me naive, he says, but uh, it is just something I am curious about since my company takes this seriously, supposedly. I understand the stations are all about market share and dollars, but this is ridiculous. Oh, and to be a fly on the wall in these bullshit meetings today as the spin doctors are working their magic. Thanks for reading. Regards, Adam. Barbaraz. Thanks, Adam. Hi, uh, This is from Christine Cameron, who says, uh, this is referring to something else that was on our show. Monkeypox. Finally, a legitimate excuse to throw poo at your fellow man. What? It can't be helped. I have the pox. Love you guys and always will. Uh, thank you, Christina or Christine. I'm sorry. It is Christine. All right. Hi, guys. Here's another one that's not uh, Derringer-centric. Uh, Just a heads up, Myers on Colbert, okay? Hi, Howard. You have probably seen this interview by now, but just in case you haven't, it's really heartwarming what Mike says about uh, get back, too. 
Pentaveret is uh, on my to-see list this weekend. This is Colin from Kyoto. He was talking about Mike Myers being on with uh, Stephen Colbert, I guess. And he says... Uh, uh, He has thanks uh, thanks for those memories of Glenn Cochran. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. This is from Stephen Lewis. He says, the best week. Hi, guys. Just great shows this week. Re-abuser Derringer, but especially Crystal. Listen to him going back... Listening to him going back, I always enjoyed his interviews. He would often begin his, his interviews with a, a point or a soliloquy and then turn it the conversation over to his guests. He would often issue the challenge, what say you? Just another example of what uh, we, we've been saying about Andrew, just how great he was at this job of talk radio and how, as somebody said earlier, how underappreciated. Hi, Thanks, Stephen Lewis. Uh, this from new listener Vicky McKee. Uh, found your podcast radio show when I followed all the links in the Derringer expose. Uh, oh, Derringer. Would she mean expose there or Derringer expose? No, I think on- expose. Okay. I spent 15 years at Telemedia during the Derringer years. The things I remember most were his demons. Uh, John had some severe problems. Uh, hearing about all of his abuse over the years saddens me for all the women who had to endure it. By the way, I'm a totally responsible for making Paul Williams the legend that he is. Paul Williams being a big sales guy. Yeah, yeah. friend. You know, Paul. Paul's a was a friend of Gary's and Bill's. And oh, did Paul not work at? Serious when we were yeah we, he was there oh, when right. we got remember we had one of the first meetings well part of the reason we were there is because of Paul Williams and he was friend right. and his friendship with Slate right and you know Paul was going to sell the show but I think Paul was just you know on his way out Paul would now. be retired now right oh yeah long retired remember I think. <laughs> he had some. He had some strong opinions on the uh, management team there. At the as well. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, okay, well, thank you, new listeners. Isn't that isn't Hi that guys. something? Hi guys. Hey guys, started listening to your podcast recently and thoroughly enjoy enjoying and thoroughly enjoying the daily laughs. I was an edge listener from 1978 until the music, and Dean literally killed the vibe. I'm about your ages, and we were truly blessed with Pete and Geets in your show in the mornings. Then he goes on to talk about some. Politics. Uh, Fred mentioned the new blue party attaches our local representatives in Pickering's platform. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he references somebody else. He goes, I'm sure uh, you've talked about humble and drinking. So this is somebody fairly uh-huh. new, I think. He says, why did you stop? You've mentioned Fred's boob job. How long ago and has it stuck? Asking for a friend. Why do you call Mike Boone? Also, I also listen to Mike's Pete podcast. Well, we call him Boone because that's his last name. Uh-huh. Uh, just listen to the Derringer episode. Absolutely bullshit that that was allowed. So uh, how how long ago was the boob job? I can't remember. Uh, I think that was 2013, Howard, when I had my breasts rebuffed. That was, that's a good eight or nine years. Has it stuck? Have they, have they grown back? No. <laughs> they removed go. 750 milliliters of something that looked like a strawberry milkshake, and I'm, it hasn't come back. It was one of the greatest days of my operating life. I've done several operations, but Fred's boob job was one of my favorites. Uh, and to uh, answer your question, Tom L., I, why did I stop? Because uh, I had a problem with drinking. That's basically it. I mean, I could, we could go on and on about it, but I stopped because I was overweight. I was unhappy. I didn't like the way I felt, and I thought I should give it a rest. And I was originally going to do it for 100 days, and it's been uh, six and a half years. Okay. Moving on to the next one. 
This is our buddy James Needham. Hi, guys. Just getting caught up in the podcast. Spent some time in the hospital, so I'm a bit behind. Hope you're better, James. I thought the Derringer episodes were great. Don't get me wrong. I love all fart and poop jokes. Yes, I do. But the fact that you guys can be serious when uh, you need to be shows how much you two are consummate professionals. Mm, Thank you. Uh, Glad to hear you are having uh, Jeremy Hotz back on the show. I just saw him in Burlington a couple of weeks ago, and he was piss your pants funny. I got tickets to his show because you guys uh, talked about it when he was on your podcast, plugging it earlier in the year. Haven't heard much about, oh, well, you know, thing. Okay. All the best, James. Yeah. Thanks for skipping over that. I've got no time right now. Um, yeah. I just want to quickly, can you read, just read the next one? Because I'm just cutting, I'm just going to cut and paste something here for Jeremy. Oh, Okay. Uh, this is from Ben Secord. Uh, hi, guys. I have to forward this on to you guys. Fred, hi, guys. Especially. Fred especially. I highly recommend this uh, calamari just mm. north of Orangeville in the Mono Center. Beautiful spot and worth the drive in the beautiful escarpment. Does he name the place? I don't Fred's fave. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Man. Just north of Orangeville in the Moano Center, someplace where you can get great grilled calamari. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you, Ben. This is from uh, Michael Zanette, who's a longtime Humble and Fred listener. Thanks, Mike, for weighing in. I Again, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but it's, it's a post from our old friend uh, who took over for us when we left the edge and went to Mojo. It's an entire post about the Derringer thing. And at one point, uh, this character says something like, uh, Humble Howard had Jackie Delaney on his show this morning, where Humble, and then in brackets, who's been through his share of people issues. And again, you know, not like this. Um, but as Michael said, the, the entire post was basically an opportunity to sw- take a swipe at me and us. And uh, yeah, I just have no energy for pushing back or playing clips of him talking about our producer and such like that so we'll just suffice to say nice hearing from you michael moving on Uh, this is from kelly doan kelly doan i haven't emailed you uh for over 20 years but just wanted to let you know how much your perspective and humor are are uh, appreciated I listened to you on the radio at uh, whatever stations you were on and started listening to your podcast when you began doing this. Unfortunately, life's tough times got in the way, and I just recently started listening again. You guys still make me laugh, and who doesn't need that with all the other stuff going on in the world? Uh, You guys feel like much missed... uh, You guys feel like much missed like-minded friends. Even though we've never met. <laughs> By the way, guys, just pause for a second because I've had a few of these moments already today where it's like, mm. I could just imagine somebody listening. Can these two not read? <laughs> you guys feel like much missed like minded friends. Even though we've never met. I can't even count how many times my opinions on politics line up with yours. Okay? And she goes on the class you've shown while discussing the Derringer Gong show in support of all the women who were forced to deal with this garbage of over so many years is evidence of the esteem you have for them. Good on you uh, both for doing the right thing by setting the record straight for those who might otherwise be inclined to discount these women's claims. You could put Derringer's picture on the cover, uh, volume two of The Slime That Men Do. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, sounds like he could fill a whole book. 
take uh, good care, Kelly. She's referring to a book you wrote several years ago called The Slime That Men Do. Yes, it's still. I looked it up the other day for uh, something that came up in a conversation. I thought, I wonder if it's still available, and you can get it for $2.99 on Amazon. <clears throat> okay, this is from uh, an old friend of ours. I wonder if people listening still remember the arrogant worms. Uh, mm. Around, uh, there was a period of time, the arrogant worms, Corky and the Juice Pigs, Moxie Fruvis, and a little bit earlier, the Bare Naked Ladies. There was this kind of group of Canadian musicians, and I'm not saying that the worms were like the Bare Naked Ladies, but sort of a lot of this kind of stuff was around our show. And these guys were on all the time. He says, hi, guys. Chris from the Arrogant Worms sending you some love and respect and condolences. Your show on Derringer was an emotional roller coaster, and I'm proud to know the good guys of radio. We visited you at Young and Dundas once or twice, and the queue area always seemed harder to access. Not that we were invited. <clears throat> Excuse me. I appreciate how great you guys are and how you, you support you support the right side of this. I'm sorry for the loss of your friends. You guys are still delightful, and I hope you are all doing well. Now, isn't that lovely? Hi, guys. Uh, found you at last is the headline here from Albert Schmidt. Good afternoon, Humble and Fred. I am glad I've discovered your podcast. I listened to you on CFNY in the 90s while in in university. Everyone I know adored your take on life, your humor, your good nature, self-deprecating comments. As I uh, binge listened to your podcast over the last several days, I realized that uh, you were, uh, I realized that you were you back then as now. Do you understand that? I realized that you were <laughs> you back I, I, then is now. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're getting all the complicated sentences. He says, I realized that you I realized that you were you back then as now, which in today's radio world is a big deal. Yeah, it's a bit awkward. Coincidentally, anyway. uh, like others, I rediscovered you directly out of the John Derringer debacle. Do we need to go on? No, and we on don't. And generally, I, that's what it's about. No, and I, I was going to say, let's cut it off there, but I just want to comment on that. Isn't it ironic that the debacle, the furor over all this n- stuff. I was going to say nonsense, but it's not nonsense to the people that were affected. But I thought it was ironic that so many of these li- notes have come in from people that either hadn't heard us, hadn't heard this version of us. And by the way, there's a hundred other comments on social media that we could read that are very similar to Albert's. Thank you, Albert. Hi, guys. Although I will just Hi, let me just finish his Hi, last line. Here. Okay, okay, more- all right. I listened to Maureen Holloway and Jennifer Valentine when they were on his show on Q. They are head and shoulders above him. Uh, two, day in and out, perform at that uh, caliber, uh, while at the same time deal with such abuse is a testament to their quality as professionals, which is so true. Yes. I wish them both uh, all the best, which, you know, we brought that up the other day. It's like, what was management thinking? These women were going out, leaving the, the building upset every day and coming home or coming back to work, some vomiting in the washroom before the show, how could they perform at their at their best? Like, what about that angle? No, I, and that's I, funny. I that I, I, I'm glad you pointed that out because it came up in a conversation again with another staffer who reminded me that on one of her very first days working in that room, Jackie Delaney, he found her sort of a bit sobbing and a bit mm-hmm. freaked out sitting in our green room. And, and something to the effect of she just wasn't prepared for what just happened. Right. 
anyway. if I'm a program director, it's like, isn't that part of the equation? Like, the show's being affected by this. Anyway, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm naive. No, I, we're wrong. We're, I can't, apparently, we're all naive because we thought, hey, well, we're supposed yeah. to operate in a certain fashion. Uh, this next one's from Christine Cameron again, talking about the U.S. mass shooting. Love your stuff, she says. Uh, and just some other stuff. Uh, appreciate her input. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. And then in brackets, and for your work on Fuckhead Derringer. So that's a new a new Hi name. Guys. Hi, mm-hmm. guys. Hi, guys. I don't think this last one is necessary, Howard. It's no, a long it's, story, it's long. But- it's about something else. Is that Was that the end of them? Well, I'm glad we got to the end of them. I'll just say what the last one. Thanks to Da. What's his name? I think it's something. I thought it was Dave. Oh, no, it's David Kemp. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we received one other note, too, and the guy didn't want his name or company used for obvious reasons because he's got a company and uh, it caters children's right. uh, birthday parties. And he said that he catered uh, John Derringer's <laughs> daughter's birthday party. And he said from the moment they arrived to the mor- moment they left, they were treated by uh, like shit by John. So, you know, the question has been raised several times, like, was this just in Q107 in a work environment or is it the same at home? And then a lot of people raise the questions that what must his family go through if he has these issues? Well, there's an indication. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be off for a little bit, but if you ever want to get a hold of us, obviously social media, we're all there, uh, Twitter and Facebook. I guess we have an Instagram account. Almost never look to uh, it, but you can always get a hold of us. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. In the meantime, uh, I want to take a second and talk about the the latest addition to uh, the uh, wild, wild, wild world of... Online and in in person. Let me start this all again. Let me just talk a little bit about DraftKings. Can I? One of America's top-rated sportsbook has arrived now, and you can legally bet on all your favorite sports, from MMA to hockey to playoff hoops and so much more. You can bet special parlays, spreads, money lines. Plus, do it now from anywhere in the province. Join the action. Download the app and explore everything DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. How about this? You can uh, check out DraftKings' impressive features, including same-game parlays, select a game, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, goals scored, and more. For a shot to win big, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 19-plus. Uh, physically present in Ontario. These are some of the restrictions that apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem called Connex Ontario. 1-866-531-2600. Please play responsibly. Yes. Mm. Are you not going to... Uh... Well, I was saying, he's is Jeremy here, our gig guy guest of the day? Not yet. Oh, okay, so that's all. Oh, I see, I see. Well, you know what? Why don't you just, why don't we preemptively um, promote 
the gig sky guest of the day if you want to do that now. Yes, because we, yeah, I couldn't go. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, okay, I know, you know. I know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Hey man, you deserve peace of mind when you travel, so surf like a local. With a tap of a button, gig sky offers a 100% data plan. Yeah, it's so good when you're traveling. Maps, Uber, Instagram, WhatsApp, FaceTime, FaceTime, Gig uh, Sky's got it for you. Need a hotel, rental car, looking for things to do while traveling? Gig Sky, Gig Sky Travel Rewards offer up to fifty percent cash back on over eight hundred fifty thousand hotels globally. Reduce rates for rental cars. You can book theme parks, all that stuff. Fantastic! Visit GigSky.com. Travel rewards. Sign into your account for more information. Okay. Or download the GigSky app today. Enter code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan. Or go to GigSky.com. So we're going I, to... I, listen, I was talking to Jeremy a couple weeks ago. He uh, was very nice invited me onto his podcast slash SiriusXM show. And I'm not 100% sure it's run. It might have. So I'm, when I'm, I'm a little, again, not nervous. He's booked, so I'm assuming he'll be here in the next couple of minutes. I'm not sure where he is. When I was speaking to him, he was at his place in West Hollywood. Right. I just don't know how much we want to start before. Did you mention, or was it Dan mentioned, the Top Gun box office? Uh, I think Dan did. But I had read, too, it was like a smash success. Like, Well, the only reason I, I saw it, by the way, I thought it was a great movie. I Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Someone asked me what I thought. I said, well, if you if for an aviation nerd like me, it was fantastic. Like the flying sequences are beyond as far as this plot. It's basically the same plot as the first movie with different people. And, you know, that's fine. But I really enjoyed it. One of the reasons I wanted to mention it, though, is when I saw these numbers, it was 151 million. I thought, isn't that interesting? Because that's one of the biggest numbers that I've heard mm-hmm. since the pandemic. That 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 many people had gone in person, myself included. But I was also surprised. I'm not sure Dan had this story that it was the biggest opening ever for a Tom Cruise movie, which I thought was. I thought that was odd. Yeah, and it's that's uh, that's quite the achievement, isn't it? In twenty twenty two, yeah. How everything is so fragmented to uh, you know have that achievement at this stage of his career. Did you? And what did you say? The movie was. <laughs> well, Again, I know I'm an old person now, and I went at old person time. I went like in, mm-hmm. late in the afternoon, and I thought, you know, I didn't think there'd be that many people there, and there weren't, except mm-hmm. for people our age. <laughs> I walked in, and right. I was, you know, I was one of maybe 20 people in the movie, and there wasn't anyone in the movie theater that was below 55. Mm-hmm. And you can walk there, so were you a little bit high when you watched the movie? I'd like to say yes, because it'll make the bit better. But this particular day, I wasn't. I didn't. Yeah, and I don't do that for bit reasons, because no. I'm just wondering whether, you know, being a bit high would enhance the experience if you were somewhat. <laughs> well, maybe it would have kept me awake, because in the non-flying parts, <laughs> I had a bit of a snooze. I did. For about 15 minutes, I was just kind of nodding a little bit. And then once the flying cranked up again, I kind of snapped to attention, because it really was stunning. 
You know what I remember the original Top Gun? It was the first time I had ever really hooked up my television to a stereo system. And I guess it would have been a VHS tape. Um, the stereo sound and how good that sounded in my in my rec room. Having that sound explode mm-hmm. out of stereo speakers. That's one thing I'll always remember about Top Gun. Plus, the, the very attractive blonde woman. Is she in this one as well? Um, no. She had that unique sort of... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was unique. Her. I don't know her name. I think it was Meg Ryan, actually. No. Oh, Kelly... It, are you talking Kelly about... Kellyanne Conway. In yeah, her Kelly... <laughs> Kelly Cotrera also starred. Um, no, I yeah, know who you're thinking No, it wasn't of. Meg Ryan. No, but Meg Ryan was in... She had that look. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. No, mm-hmm. there's a different love interest, and she's very good. Uh, Jennifer Con- Connolly, I think is her name. A little bit more, more my speed, kind of a brunette. Okay. But this is from the soundtrack of the original one, and very, very early on in the movie... One of the first flying sequences, they sort of have this come out underneath it, and it's like a little bit of a, you know, paying tribute to. Right. But I I don't remember the flying in the first movie being as, I'm going to use a big word here, but as visceral, like you really feel it. Mm -hmm. I mean, technology's better and the filming is different, but man, Mm -hmm. there's a few sequences where he's flying upside down in this I guess it's an F-18 at the time. But man, it's something else. It really does give a, the viewer, in my case, this you know a guy that likes airplanes, really a sense of what it is to fly in those planes. And, it's, uh, and the people that fly them are pretty... Mm-hmm. At one point, they're, they're landing on an aircraft carrier. And again, you're reminded that you're landing on uneven surfaces that's rocking back and forth in the middle of the sea. Like, how do you do that for the first time? That's I don't what know. Blows me away. Yeah, I know. You have to be shitting your pants. Yeah. Like, I mean, even uh, the planes that you flew. I mean, landing for the first time all on your own. It's got to be so nerve wracking. But when I was down in um, Corpus Christi, uh, Texas, during my Texas tour, uh, one day we went on a tour of an aircraft carrier. <laughs> And it's just amazing to stand there. As big as they are, that's the first thing I thought of. How do planes land on this thing? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a special breed. Is it not, Humble Howard? Well, it is a very unique ability. Mm. And as it was once said to me that there are more people that can take your brain out and fix it on planet Earth than can land an F-18 on an aircraft carrier in the sea mm-hmm. at night. Yeah, isn't that wild? I mean, it really is. There are very few people that can do it, and I don't know. I mean, I've you know, I've landed in some windy weather, but the the runway wasn't also rocking back and forth. Yeah, and a lot of those aren't they big like elastic bands or something that grab the plane? Yeah, cables. They yes, they're they're made of. They're not elastic. They're cables. Oh, aren't they? I thought they were big elastic bands. <laughs> That's right. That you got at the dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what, no, you know what they are? You know those uh, white little things, the sealers in, in pickle jars? That's what they use. Yes. Mm. Now, there's no, a couple. But really, those Yeah, that's what they do. They, they catch, they, they lit, the, because there's not enough room for the plane to f- slow down enough. So it mm-hmm. comes in, and just at the moment the wheels touch down, a cable grabs it. Yeah. And it jerks you back. Anyway, there's not my. There's two things. Uh, there's the movie's not 
bad. It's not terrible. But there's a couple of sequences where they're landing and taking off in these aircraft carriers that were pretty stunning. So I'll tell you what. Why don't we just – I don't see any Jeremy yet, and that's fine. I want to see the Downton Abbey movie. It's in the theaters, apparently. That It's not being released on – on you know Netflix or whatever, I'm a little disappointed there. But yeah, well, what I about- don't I don't know. I, I I mean, isn't this the second Downton Abbey movie? Yes, it is. Yes, and apparently it's getting rave reviews. Yeah, I heard some of the flying sequences in this one in the Downton Abbey were great as well. <laughs> uh, I, what are they doing in this one? Do they go on a trip or something? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't want to find out. I want to be surprised. Like, what, what's there left to I do? I don't want anybody to spoil it for <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. No spoiler alerts in the Downton Abbey movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was that. surprised they keep making them. I mean, I'm happy, but I don't... I love that cast of characters. You watched the whole thing, didn't you, as well? I did, of course. Yeah. Fantastic. I loved it. It's great. Great telly. Great telly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll tell you what we could do. Like, if Dan's... I don't know. Dan, we're, when Dan's not... He gets up, he does sort of the intro, and he goes away and does his... I don't know what he does in between times, but if he's listening, we can always do the Dandoran News prior to the Sherpa and yeah. just spread things out here. Boone is uh, scrambling right now, trying to get out of, uh, get Jeremy, Jeremy out of bed, probably. Yeah, I, I, I haven't even sent a note to Mike. I, I'm assuming that either Jeremy missed this or he's still asleep. And like I said to you at the beginning of the show, I'm... I can't believe he's... I'll do this. I can't believe that Jeremy's going to get up at 5 to do 15 minutes with us. I'm just going to send him a note. Uh, we could... T- I mean, tomorrow's election day. Are you going to... Are you going up north? I've today? already voted. Oh, you have? Last Saturday, I voted me and my wife because I thought I might be going up north this week. And uh, I, you must vote. Oh, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote I, tomorrow. No, I'm saying in my situation. Yeah. I didn't look at it like, oh, I won't be here. Screw it. No, no. I looked at, I found out where the advanced polls were, were and, I, uh, and I got her done. You know, I may ultimately be here anyway, Howard, but it's done. Yeah, I, I, after talking to Ralph yesterday, I, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't clear. I'm still not, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, somebody uh, that I'm a buddy of ours, a buddy of mine, Jay Brown, who's a very funny stand-up comic, says, I think you're thinking of Kelly McGillis in Tom. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who turned out to be, um, you know, playing for the other team. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, stop it. I will not. (laughs) I will not stop it. Kelly was, it turned out that she's, uh, she plays, uh, she was a biplane. (laughs) <laughs> She's a, that conjures up some wonderful thoughts. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is... I don't mind saying. No, you, you're not allowed to say that you enjoy that. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you enjoy something sexual? Um, what were we just talking about? Maybe Dan. Oh, the uh, the election. No, you were saying election, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't I I I don't want to ask you, but I uh, I I wasn't clear. Then I thought, oh well, I'll just go ahead and vote that way. And I don't know. After talking to Ralph, I just never know. I mean, one of the things about Ralph Ben Mergy, who I just have so much respect for, he does make great points. I'm not saying I'm voting green, although it's just if we're not talking about the the climate 
that's being destroyed all around us. What are we? What should we be talking about? I know there's the argument that yeah, it's all easy until you have to go to your wallet, but. At some point, we're going to have to do something. And again, and not for us, because we've only got about two decades left, but for your grandkids, my grandkids, eventually their kids. You know, do we want to be the guys that just fucked it up and said, fuck it, and then just left? (laughs) I know it's a tough call. But, you know, I just, when it comes to those issues, too, you got to be somewhat pragmatic. You can't go from zero to 100. In three seconds, you no, know. I mean, there, but, but between you can go then from, and that, there's a lot of jobs and a lot of situations that have to be considered as these things are adopted. And it gets back to what he said: nobody wants to sacrifice now for the future. Right. Most people don't, and everybody wants to save the environment. But then, when you are put in the position, here's what you may have to do to get there. It's like I, I can't afford that, or I can't do that. That's the problem. But maybe the solution isn't to try and get to 100. It's to go from zero to one, then two and three. But at some point, and that point might have been 20 years ago. Right. At some well, point, tradition- I was going to say, at some point, we, we have to, to make some steps and there has to be some suffering from all of us. Right. To move so, shit yeah. forward. And the traditional parties will lead you to believe that they have done that. When they haven't, whether it be liberal, conservative, well, NDP isn't in the mix, but, you know. But uh, Dan, did you vote already or was that on your paperwork to do list? That's on my to do list. Excellent. I haven't uh, gotten there yet. All right. Yeah. Well, you haven't either, right? Well, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to go to one of this. There's a school over here I go to. You know that that's the school and you know when to go and all that? You got it down? You got the little voting thing? You don't need the voting thing. You don't need the voting thing? You don't have to take your card, no. Oh. That Um, card they give you is just all the information, but if you go and present the proper ID... Right. At any any polling station, really, right? Uh, No, I think you got to be at the one that is designated because they have your name. Anyway, Daniel, to answer your question, yes... I know you think I'm a dunderhead, but I. You do, <laughs> I do I, that, that you do. That was what it was implied in that question, Howard. Even though you are unequipped for the real world, do you no. know? And by well, the way, I, I I own that. You're right. I'm not completely, you know, comfortable in reality. So yes, sometimes well, there's things you've done in the past, right? So. <laughs> Let's start with the uh, not checking the oil in your vehicle. All right. That was a long time ago. It was. Well, I I said that. Let's start with that. (laughs) How long? How long? I was a teenager. Hmm. I didn't know you needed to put oil in it. (laughs) Not a car. (laughs) Didn't know you had to put oil in it. It exploded. (laughs) Oh, really? It ran dry and started on fire. You know that story? Sure. (laughs) Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. I don't know. I, I remember getting a phone call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad never taught me certain skills that a man should have. Dan, you're wrong. You put gas in a car, not oil, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. I called Dan. I said, My car just went on fire. Can you help me? <laughs> it's like, I couldn't believe it. Hey, do you guys remember as kids? Probably when you had this happen to you, you'd pull into a gas station, and they were all full service back when I was a kid. Yeah. And the guy who put gas 
in the car while the pump was uh, pumping the gas and it would check your oil. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to be one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't have anyone check your oil for uh, you know what? Okay, I don't remember the exact circumstances. It was it was my second car. It was actually a this truck. This would have been the 70s, right? Yeah, it was a truck I owned. Yeah. And I was coming back from the farm that I was living the farm on. farm where you lived, yeah. I lived on a farm. And I was coming into town to do my shift at the radio station. And I something happened. I pull over thinking, oh, the, the, I see and there's some smoke coming out of the... Mm-hmm. Under from the, tr- the, the hood there. So I pull over on the highway. And I opened the thing, and there's a fire starting. <laughs> there's like, it's on fire and smoking. And I was like, ooh, that's probably not good. <laughs> and to your point, I took it into a full-service gas station. They said, well, no, we're, you have to get a new engine now or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, the car wasn't worth very much. So mm-hmm. I got a new car. Uh, this car I got was a retired coroner's vehicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? The end of the story. Right, yeah. hearse? It's true. No, not a hearse. It was, it was like a black semi station wagon. wagon that Dan and I, we called the Quincy Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and when that, you got a jo- when he got a job in in uh, Vancouver, Sea uh, yeah. Fox in Vancouver, mm. you know when they're you know looking for the guy, they okay, we'll pay for moving expenses mm-hmm. and we'll move your car as well. <laughs> a shit car, yeah. he has loaded up on a train. That's right. The car, the moving it to Vancouver was worth more than the car was. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. That's what I was driving around in Vancouver for the first year I lived there. Was a coroner's vehicle. <laughs> it was great. Oh well, it must have. Those were nice cars, though, in their day, wasn't it? I guess the, the it was day, a coroner's. Vehicle. Yeah, the, the, it wasn't that, a, they may have been a nice car in their day, but not the days that I had it. Hmm. It wasn't a hearse. It was no, a no. coroner's vehicle. Right? Okay, yeah, I'm thinking like. Yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't a hearse. Those nice cars that drive in front of the hearse, but you're saying corner. That's yeah, this was yeah, right. The that, medical that examiner's it. vehicle. That's right. I was thinking more of a. Oh. You know, car. Well, let's. Uh, Dan, are you uh, mentally and emotionally ready to do the news? Yeah, I can do a story here. I got something we can talk about here. That's well, good. What, were you? Well, you need another fifteen minutes before. You, well, yeah, I was uh, running on my normal, but I got a couple of things we can talk about. So let's uh, get going. All right, All right, Jesus, start her up. Start up the machine. You know, people <laughs> assume that Dan's just always you know sunshine and bananas, but he can be prickly. Now here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the Anchorman comes As has for credentials, he has none Can't tell a headline from his bum But his voice is nice and low Dan Duran, the Anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang, so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low Dan Duran News today brought to you by these fine people Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Just got a note from our producer. Uh, They're trying to, I guess Jeremy is in L.A., and they're trying to wake him up now. He's been pretty good, according to this note from Mike, that he's been doing a lot of his radio hits, getting up early to do it, but maybe he just slept in today. 
Uh, no big deal. In the meantime, here's the uh, here's the anchorman everyone's talking about. Humble and oh, Fred, yeah. Humble and Fred News, uh, brought to you by Dan Duran and his giant voice. We Canadians aren't doing it enough. The Canadian fertility rate has reached a record low in 2020. According to uh, data from Statistics Canada, the fertility rate fell from 1.47 children per woman in in, in 2019 to 1.4 in 2020. Mm -hmm. They've been steadily declining in Canada since 2009. What is that exactly, the fertility rate? What does that mean exactly? The number of births per person in oh, Canada. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I you hear the word fertility, I, I think of mm. ability to get. <laughs> I was just checking the uh, Facebook stream. Evelyn Mackel says, maybe you guys, when you go on your holidays, you'll learn to read. <laughs> I was just thinking that when I was doing that. Yeah, right. Oh, that's funny. Oh, funny, you're funny so- Evelyn. Isn't that, it is interesting. Every so often you have those days, eh? Yeah, your mouth just doesn't seem to want to work the way it's supposed to. Well, in our defense, we were going through twenty plus emails, and not all of them. You know, some of them are clunkily written. No, no offense to those nice people. Uh, fertility wise, though, you don't want to be that point four kid, though, do you? You're not fully no. formed. You're just like there's only forty percent of you. Um, <laughs> Danny, yeah. Do you have other stories? I mean, that, remi- that point four thing reminds me of a joke when I was a kid. I'm not going to tell it. I'll, I'm going to tell you guys off. Here's what we'll do. I'm going to tell you off air, and then you're going to decide whether it can be presented on the show, and then we'll talk about it at a later date. But it just, right. just really me <laughs> when we were a kid, a joke we used to tell, very bad taste. Uh, you can't even, can't even tell around it. Does it have to do with little kids being R-worded? No, no. Oh, okay. Not R. No, not no. D-worded. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, by the way, no. some other things around all of this. Though, yes, is, please yes, tell yes, us. Yes, uh, you uh, proceed. Uh, proceed, Dad. Proceed. Listen, proceed. We, can, we can put this in the vault. We can right. put it in the vault. We'll and then it. people can look forward to maybe it being released. And oh, we'll, yes. Well, announced on Monday, whether or not the, it passed the jury of t- good taste or not. It, That's right. It won't be right. Monday. Mm-hmm. It'll be a week from Monday when we're back. Oh, we're off now? Oh, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's a big... I know doing the show is a big imposition on your schedule of bathing nude. <laughs> <laughs> bathing nude in the lake. Yeah. Nude lake baby. so much stuff I can do now. Oh, yeah. my. Your whole day opens up. <laughs> it certainly does. Wow. <laughs> big big plans. Big plans. Uh, uh, tell us Just more. around that, by Please. the way. By the way. Yeah, around that. The, the childbirth, uh, the, the, the age that Canadian mothers are having kids at has increased lately to 31.3 years. Mm. That's the oh. average. The average of when it's happened. but you know what? And interestingly enough, through all that, even though the birth rate has declined, Canada's population has increased by five point two percent. We're almost at thirty seven million right now. It's the fastest rate of any G seven country, and that's due to immigration. Of course, isn't that something though? Because if you go back in history, you know, women, girls had babies a lot younger. 
you know, yeah. the average lifespan was 40. Girls were having babies like at, what, 14, 15 yeah, years well, old? Yeah, even earlier, as soon as you could menstruate. Yes. So when you figure that's more than doubled? Oh, yeah. So like 60, 70 years from now, it'll be like 71? Like women are Yeah, having, women will be <laughs> having kids. That's well. That's when you get your point fours. You got to. If you're a seven year old mother, you can't carry a full term baby. Oh no, there's your. Point. You're only getting a forty percenter. I had a a weird moment last weekend. Charlie, who you may know is my daughter, dance goddaughter, and someone who and Fred was in the hospital the night she was born. Yeah, she sends me a picture. Charlie's twenty seven, and one of her friends, also a twenty seven year old. Mm. To contrast what we're talking about is terms of uh, mean reproductive age in Canada. Mm-hmm. So Charlie's friend had a baby. And Charlie sent me a picture of Charlie holding her friend's baby. Mm. Mm. And, and I was like, well, that's really weird. Because Charlie well. is now older. No, uh, approaching the same age her mother was when she had mm. her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was both beautiful and terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying, but I know what you're going to be like when you have a grandkid. It's going to be gross. What? No, I meant it's going to, I'm going to love that thing so much it'll be gross. In fact, it came Oh, no, up. I know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Sure. I mean, I'm Charlie. Like, you're like, it's going to be fantastic. You're going to yeah. love every second of it like I did. Sure. Look at them and it's like, what? This is like hard to take it all in still for me it is well it's funny you say that because it, it came up <clears throat> this picture came up i asked charlie how her friends how they were doing and what it was what it was like visiting a friend who has a baby and she said that she says you're gonna be it's gonna be something else because i'm such a, an emotional dude but i said it's funny my brother steven who is on the same sort of level as me i think even more i remember calling him i, I told the story the other night at dinner i said i remember calling uncle steven just after he had his grandbabies, and he couldn't even speak. No. And that's the thing. You almost feel a bit bad because, you know, I was mid-20s. You're young. You're stupid. You don't have a lot of life to pull from. So you don't fully appreciate having kids the way you do grandkids. Mm -hmm. Because it's a whole different perspective. You have a whole different sort of history to to draw from. and You know what I mean? It's just, it's all new when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you get sort of a like a redo with your grandkids. And that's, you know, whether that sounds good, bad, or indifferent, that's just the reality of it. Well, there's the distance thing, right? There's a, you're an expert uh, child mm-hmm. rearer, and then now you've got, you've got the wisdom from uh, going through that whole passage of time. Mm-hmm. And you look back and go, well, okay, I can see, uh, see how this all works now. I know it. Like I know of some people that don't, necessarily enjoy they like being grandparents but they don't necessarily like being around their grandkids but again that all comes back to the behavior thing but my two are just a delight to be around i mean there is uh, the, can't get enough of <clears throat> the classic grandparent thing you hear them say and not not that it's the opposite with steven too you know he's been his daughter had twins so he's literally wow. been there almost every day he's in edmonton right. mm-hmm I think he's on the road right now. He's going to Montreal because Just for Laughs is coming up. But so every day that he's in Edmonton, he takes a couple hour shift with those kids to give his daughter and son in law a break. Yeah. 
So he's been there every day. But a lot of grandparents have this thing where it's like, yeah, grandkids are great because you can play with them and then give them back. Then send them home. Send them home. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. I mean, Niblet has the same situation with his grandbaby. Uh, Loves him. Uh, Dan... Where do you see yourself as a grandparent? Or do you even think about things like this because they have to do with time? I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he'll admit it when he's a grandparent. Oh, no, he won't know, tell me. The whole age thing freaks him out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, if, if we get to that point uh, anytime soon while I'm alive. I mean, you know, like I, uh, you know what? Uh, whenever it was that I had my kid, yes. uh, my mother, whenever she died, she died before my son uh, was born. So she never got to meet him. Sad. Hmm. Yeah. Very sad. So, so you don't... My mother, whenever she died, you have no idea when that happened? You have no mm, recollection of the day, the time, the the year even? Could you even come right up with now, the year? No. Okay. No. I mean, but I know roughly. I mean, she was at my wedding, so that was in 96-ish, I think, so... Well, you were an Are older sure? parent. What's that, friend? Are you sure she was at your wedding? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure she was there. Just... Uh, <laughs> um, that, that, that is something... That uh, so on the anniversary of her death, you don't think, oh, mom died like ten years ago today or whatever. Like I do that with both my parents. Mm. You know what I'm going to do over this holiday that we got coming up? What I'm are you going do? to call my my brother and sister, yeah. and I'm going to like make a little card. Sure, I can put in my wallet. Sure, a little for wallet all card. Important dates. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think you have to get to a card because I, you know, I like like off the top of my head, it's only two dates, Dan. <laughs> it's only two dates. Dad See, died on this date, it. and mom died on that date. I don't. If this requires a card, you have other issues. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> we're not asking you to remember. Like, we're not asking you to remember a complicated theory. It's just two <laughs> dates. When my so so in conversation, should it come up? Hey, and uh, your parents are sir are past. Yes. When did they die? And you'll be able to go well. As opposed to, hang on a second, let me get my handy room wallet, my laminated wallet card. That's not how my brain works, though. Well, how does I mean, my it brain, work? It, it works more like this. I, I, I do not care about when a person died. Okay. Because that's like, I don't want to celebrate them not being with me anymore. But I do uh, celebrate their memory in many, many ways. From, yes. You know, every time I see rhubarb, I remember in between the garage and the fence, my mom used to pick rhubarb in the spring. And that, that brings me joy when I see rhubarb. Fantastic. I love, I love your attitude. So the next time somebody's. <laughs> Somebody says, so when did your parents die? You say, rhubarb. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Um, I have a memory with rhubarb, too. My mom used to make a spectacular strawberry rhubarb pie. They were fantastic. But as she got older, she'd make these pies and maybe leave something out or forget yeah. something or the process suffered a bit. So towards the end, she would make these pies. Oh, yeah, mom, this is good. But it was never quite the way it used to be. Sure. And it was sort of a, again, one of those bittersweet things where you miss the really good pie, but at the same time, there was something sweet about her getting old and missing an ingredient or something. I have a a rhubarb memory. This, my dad's had a, uh, my dad had a big garden in the back of our our yard, like a huge, like our Mm -hmm. backyard in Moose Jaw was big. And and at the very end of it, we had this rhubarb that's, it just, I don't even know if he planted it, but it kept growing year after year. And I remember taking right. stalks of it, dipping it in sugar. Absolutely. 
and Good. eating it from my dad's garden. Mm-hmm. See what you've done, Dan? You've had a round table of rhubarb memories. <laughs> <laughs> the rhubarb round table, yeah. And my it's, mom used to make rhubarb jam, too, or... Mm. Yeah. Which was really good, too, on toast and butter. Mm, yeah. It's funny. My dad could do stuff. Like, my dad was a good gardener, and he had a real handle on how to keep the yard clean and all that stuff. But I don't know. Like, I have to ask my brothers, because I, I don't know. I don't remember him ever sort of, other than teaching me how to hold a golf club, I don't really remember learning a lot of, like, practical skills as a kid. Or was I just not paying attention? Because my head was in the clouds. Didn't you have to snivel the beans or, you know... You know I, I'm sorry, did I hear to what? Snivel the beans. So you take the, the ends off each side of the beans, and, you know, your fingernail, or they wouldn't have to do that before. Snivel? No? I don't know. You've never heard that so phrase. like you is... take a long green bean. No, no, I get, I get it. But it's called sniveling? Sniveling, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. So we called it anyway. Did so you? we had to do that, or, or did you take uh, you know the peas out of the pod have to do that? Did you need that kind of garden? I did no sniveling. I mean, I've done sniveling, but not peas. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of sniveling. But no, no peeling the pea. No, but I'm just saying, you guys, you guys all have you know practical skills. Yeah. Just, well, you, have, you have other strengths then. If no, you have, feel like you're you're good at gardening, then you're you're obviously no. But my good dad was good. My, my dad, listen, I learned a lot of stuff about the world of theater from my father. I learned right, but I was you know it's funny. There was some a stage actor. Mm-hmm. There were some practical things I think I missed. I, I listen. I spent yeah. a lot of time with my father talking about golf swings. That really is the predominant theme of my childhood. Is my dad and I had two huge interests: hockey and golf and he came to every hockey game and we spent many a summer hour discussing the golf swing so that's but, what i learned from him but you know when i was you know that's not unique i think in our generation there wasn't a lot of that tossing the ball and i remember a couple of times maybe my dad came out on the street when we were playing ball hockey just for a couple of minutes and what a novelty that was how what a big moment that was and yet, I used to play road hockey on the all the time with with Danny and his friends. And sure, still, still, I do stuff like that with John, Johnny Slapshot, where my dad never did. I think each generation, I guess. No, for sure. I'm, you know, again, again, what I'm more talking about is like there was a lot of practical yard maintenance and all this stuff. I mean, I was given jobs, but I don't know. I never just. I, I seem to. There's a part of my, you know, education about how things work that I either ignored or, again, I, I, Lou and I spent a lot of time, my dad and I spent a lot of time chipping golf balls in that backyard. Uh, let's, hey, look who's here. Speaking of, you know, a guy, is an angel, man, sweet man. Uh, he has a rhubarb story, too. What's your rhubarb story before your official? Do you have a rhubarb story? Yeah, that's thanks for the putting me on the spot there, Dan. Good morning, everybody. Um, <laughs> my father-in-law loves rhubarb. How about that? That's that fantastic. Count? There you go. Everyone has a rhubarb story. Um, I, I did mention, and I, I wish I could have come up with your grandson's. I'm going to say, is his name Hart? Hart. H-A-R-T. Hart. And we, uh, you guys were talking about uh, France the other day, and we're going to be uh, seeing our daughter and her family on Paris and uh, the Burgundy wine region in a few weeks. Isn't that amazing? Oh goodness. Look at you. Hmm. I don't understand that. something though. to look forward to. Well, wow. Wait, you're going to leave in the middle of the heat of the golf season? 
You know, it, it's funny. We were just talking about that the other day, though. I, I mean, why are we leaving Ontario during the best time of year, right? Mm-hmm. June and, and July are just awesome months. So we, we've got to change our schedule around a little bit. But uh, Sarah's teaching over in London. Florida State has a uh, auxiliary whatever campus over there. And so she's uh, doing that after a couple of years of COVID delays. And so we're going to go meet with them over over there in France and have some fun. All right, let's make this official, Dan. Uh, well, Dan's gone. Dan, come back after. Sure. Dan just leaves, you know, he's just gone. Uh, he's our uh, friend and a contributor to this program and a huge supporter as well, one of our longtime, I, we call you like one of our legacy sponsors, the Retirement Sherpa, Tim.Nibblet at RaymondJames.ca. And today we're going to talk about another aspect of investment that. Uh, I love the uh, headline here. Are you scoring goals on defense? What exactly does that mean? Well, funny you should ask. Um, it, it, it's something that we uh, use as a term quite often, something we feel differentiates uh, us. We, we don't have nearly as many clients calling about the market as you know people perceive that we do. We try to be, of course, proactive in communicating and dealing with them and all, but so the challenge this year, like equity markets go up and down, that that happens, but you get good returns out of it, right? The last few years overall have, have been awesome, uh, but bonds are classically used by most advisors as a safety part of a portfolio, and the way interest rates have gone this year, inflation has gone this year, bonds have actually been down. So what's supposed to be playing defense for you metaphorically not only isn't scoring any darn goals, but it's letting a lot of them in right now in 2022. And why would that be? Well, Fred, you know, there's an inverse relationship between uh, interest rates uh, going up and bond prices going down, of course. Yeah, so, Fred. Yeah, that <laughs> was right. in uh, Financial Planner 101. Uh, oh, I there. can't believe so, he did. Tim, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe he didn't know that. <laughs> well, I know he knew the answer. He was just lobbing it out That's there. That's right. It was uh, a little softball him. there for you. Absolutely. So, but yeah, that's the oversimplification, Fred. Um, mm-hmm. Interest rates go up, bond prices go down. So, uh, year to date, I was just checking yesterday the major kind of U.S. Uh, S and P 500 index and, and uh, or S and P index, um, Canadian index are both down about nine ten percent year to date for bonds. Mm-hmm. Similar for the last uh, twelve months, about the nine ish down, uh, which brings the Canadian bond index negative territory for three years now, and the U.S. one I think one and a half or so. Uh, for the three years on average. Uh, So, uh, again, you know, for something that's supposed to be playing defense, it ain't scoring any goals, and it's not really saving too many. Is a bond in a GIC different, Tim? Yeah, super different. Um, GIC doesn't have any uh, downside potential. Mm -hmm. Uh, GIC, you know exactly what's going to happen which often isn't much, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they exist for a reason, right? They can still be a good part of, of somebody's plan if it, if it fits into things. But yeah, so a bond... So they'd be better defense. The, they'd better be de- better defense than... Well, it depends on your semantics, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, if um, you need your money to grow, say, 6% for making mm-hmm. your goals happen over decades ahead... Uh, and your GIC is making one and a half, that's actually arguably making things riskier, not safer. Okay. Um, Of course, the solution to all of this, because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on other investments, um, something called SSI, 
which stands for Sherpa Style Investing. And what is that modeled on, sir? Well, surprisingly, I'm trying to get, you know, Sherpa sizing, uh, you know, patented <laughs> for when people change the home that they live in uh, to create some some equity, uh, access some equity. So, yeah, Sherpa's town vesting. Uh, listen, Tim Nibbling ain't that bright, but he's bright enough to pay attention to what the Yale Endowment Fund does and what the Canada Pension Plan does and, you know, uh, organizations that successfully manage uh, billions, if not trillions of dollars. And, and what they do is have a lot of non-market investments. Well, we remember the 407. That was bought by, I think, a Spanish mm-hmm. uh, pension fund way, way back in, in the day, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, these pensions are kind of like a, a, a person in a way, right? They, they get money coming in, but they got to pay money going out and all. Uh, so it's it's super important for them to minimize uh, the fluctuations to have some good consistent income. So yeah, there's a few investments we use that have gone up very nicely this year. Rarely, if ever, go down and and score a lot of goals. And that is fascinating that they're you know because obviously everyone is freaking out or getting used to being in a sort of a precarious situation. And, and, and what Tim can tell you there is there's some, there are some goals to be scored. And if you're curious, if you haven't got some of these in your portfolio, second opinion would be a very good use of your time. You encourage this, do you not? Yes, we do. We love to do it. And, and you know, you said in the past, uh, hey, if somebody's better off, we, we tell them, and happily so. Uh, I, I do think of the the few that we've talked to over the last year of the many uh, that have chosen not to you know join the team as yet, uh, and and uh, I think unfortunately to their detriment for the reasons I was just talking about. So yeah, if you've got a portfolio with uh, uh, 20, 30, 40 percent bonds in it, you should probably at least take a look at it for sure. Okay. Well, when it comes to scoring goals, you are the Connor McDavid of investing. Oh, absolutely. Aww. I watched a bit of that defensive struggle there. Uh, yeah, last was it good, good old-time hockey again? It's like the good old Oiler uh, shooting yeah, days yeah. when I used to live what there. Was the, uh, what was the score? 8-6. Avalanche beat the Oilers, yeah. Isn't that like, – they, they had another game earlier in the playoffs, uh, Edmonton. Didn't they win 9-6 over somebody? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Over Calgary, the first game. I yeah. Or Calgary over Edmonton, I can't remember, but it was 9-6. Sure, because I told Freddie I really want Edmonton to get to the uh, finals because it'll give me some reason to watch. I mean, I'm going to watch some of it, but I really would like to be pulling for a Canadian team. Especially that kid, because every time I've, I haven't watched a, a lot of the Oilers, but every time you see a highlight from him, it's, it's again, it's like Matthews. It's pretty remarkable where he goes to score his goals or how he does it. Well, on the Colorado side, that Nathan McKinnon thing might have a mm-hmm. future too, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm looking forward to with this series is just the skill level of a, a few of their best guys on on each team are just amazing. <laughs> I know. McKinnon versus uh, McDavid, they're calling it the Mick series. Oh, that's mm-hmm. very good. Well, yeah, very well, they, that's not me, Howard. No, I didn't come. No, I know. That's what they're calling it. Okay, good. Mixed series. Good for yeah. you. Good for and you. And you'd be proud to know, Fred, I voted already as well. I, I did the uh, pre-vote. I know that's not the right term, but mm-hmm. it's so easy, right? There was like nobody there, just walked right in. Mm-hmm. My voting and walk right out. It was, yes, it, it's, it's always pretty easy. Even this neighborhood here, I've never had to line up for more than a couple of seconds. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Tim Nibble at Raymond James.ca. Will we see you at uh, Ladies' Day today? 
Well, we'll definitely see you out there. Hopefully, we'll see ourselves finish the 18 holes, given the weather forecast uh, there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, basically uh, severe thunderstorms all afternoon, potentially. But, you know, where we are there in the sort of base of the escarpment, sometimes it just goes around us. So hopefully we'll get it done because I have a new policy. As soon as it starts to rain, I quit and go home. I'm just done with it. Uh, Timmy, thank you, man. I'll see you in the parking lot. I will see you in the parking uh, lot, my friend. That's right. We share them. Well, for at least for the next month. Uh, we'll see. And, and longer. And Hopefully. longer. Any, uh, awesome as always. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy. Okay, the buddy. Good to see you. Thank Good you, Timothy. There he is, the retirement sherpa, Tim Dodd, and a little bit at RaymondJames.ca. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, the world's most comfortable chair that I'm telling you, I've never sat on anything like it. I'm still enjoying the Relaxacare chair. The Relaxacare chair. Which uh, is now a focal point of my home, and uh, if you're like me, I've been I've been thinking about these chairs for for years, and then finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, and I went to relaxacare.ca. In person, they have this large showroom, one of the largest showrooms in the entire country. No other Toronto company offers this many chairs on display. There's education, there's communication, and everything's in house. You know, the, 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 I'll just say this again. I want to remind everyone. I bought the chair, and then they became a client. The customer service, the, the way it was explained, the way it was set up in my house is unbelievable, and they guarantee the lowest price. Free shipping as well. If you can't get there in person, you can order online at relaxacare.ca. That's relaxacare.ca. Friedrich. Uh, talking hockey. Uh, looking at Bodog here, the Eastern Conference Final begins tonight. Tampa Bay and the New York Rangers. Tampa Bay, game one, minus 130. A favorite. The over-under is 5.5 goals. So Tampa Bay, minus 130. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, casino player, Bodog, yeah, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, and feature-rich poker room. To that fully loaded casino and race book. Fantastic. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget. talk about the quality of your sleep there's a kind of hush from the best-selling weighted blankets hush mattresses and sleep experts go to hushblankets.com and get your promo code in there h-u-m-b-l-e 10 percent off the highest discount they offer at hushblankets.com you know you've heard about you know the weighted the best-selling weighted blanket for years. Now you can get yours. They even have ice technology, and they give you a 100-night guarantee on all of their products. That's insane. Try your uh, Hush blanket out for 100 nights. Return it with no hassle uh, whatsoever. Hushblankets.com. H-U-M-B-L-E for 10% off. The th- there's three of the four of us here now that can name the band, but I wonder if uh, Toronto Mike can. 
I do not know the name of the band. Uh, do you know the song? I know of that song, yes. Okay. But is that a popular band or no? An obscure band? Back in the 60s, it was a very popular band. Fred, what's the name of that band? Herman's Hermits. Herman's Hermits. Yeah. Hey, sure. The Peter Noon. I used to love oh, him. Nice. Mm-hmm. Is he dead? <laughs> I, I don't dead. know. Uh, I'm Henry the Eighth. I am Henry the Eighth. I am. I am. Remember that old favorite, Mrs. Brown? You've got a lovely daughter. Uh, yeah, I think, good I th- news, Brett. Great hmm. news. The man What's is that? still alive. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. By the way, I think we've done this before. We've done the Herman Hermits memory lane thing. You know. Well, he's he's probably going to play uh, Casino Rama then. If he's I'm sure he alive. has. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he's only seventy four. Mrs. So Brown, oh, you've got a lovely daughter. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm leaning on the lamppost by the corner of the center with the certain little lady comes by. Oh, me. Dan, do you remember oh, the Herman's Hermits, or are you not allowed to remember anything? <laughs> no, I, I just don't remember. You need a card for that, Dan. Dan. Do you don't remember? Dan, what's, what's, what's on your Herman's Hermits card? <laughs> no, he calls it his rock and roll card. Oh, that's right. Yeah, your file. Out, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. leaning on the lamppost by the corner of the station, and the certain little lady comes by. Oh, me. Wow, look at you go. Oh, my. And the certain little lady comes by. She's wonderful. She's marvelous. She's fabulous. She's beautiful. And anyone can understand why. Oh, me. Oh, my. A certain little lady comes by. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, we do that. Fred and I were in a Herman's Hermits tribute band for a while. People don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, there you go. There's a couple of... Hot weeks here. Hot weeks. Hot weeks, but not a hot day. We uh, we never were able to make contact with Jeremy. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so it's he's fine. okay. Oh, uh, yeah. He's just, you know, he's in Los Angeles. He overslept. Yeah, except then his PR rep says he's been making all his 5 a.m.s. This is the first mm. one he's missed. Well, yeah. well, of course, he's a humble and friend. And humble and friend, show. Friend. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah. He looked at the thing and thought, if, you, if I can skip one of these 5 a.m. ones. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> Howie. Glassy. Glassy. That's what he calls me. Um, all right. Well, no big deal. I just want to let everyone know we're off for uh, next week. We will not be doing any programs. Uh, Boone will curate some more Best of Humble and Freds. We're back on the 13th of June. Why does that seem like a long time? That's like, that's like 12 days from now. <laughs> well, because you don't work Thursdays. So yeah, right. Right. Mm. So I will tell the good people that uh, you have three guests that week, 13th, 14th, and 15th. We have Bill Brio for his monthly on uh, mm-hmm. the 13th. I'm excited to hear Kenny Robinson back on the show. Yeah, me oh. too. Hey, I'm actually uh, opening for one of Kenny and Darren's shows in early July, they're doing a, their rank and vile tour coming to Toronto. And Frost reached out to me and said, do you want to do a set or do you want to host? I said, dude, I'll host this thing. That'd be fun. Because mm-hmm. uh, so I was going to say their audiences are wild. And the, and if you haven't seen the two of them together, it's something. And, and we know what? It's not going to last forever. So this might be a good time for people to <clears throat> finally aren't, check out. Hmm? Aren't you getting a little old for a while, though, Howard? Are you sure you can handle that? <laughs> Yeah, I am getting a little old and wild for me. It's like, if this thing goes past 9.15, I'm going to have to have a fucking nap. Man, I hope you're not traumatized. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I have to watch myself. I got tired yesterday. The heat makes you tired, Boone. Sure it does. 
Absolutely. And it was really hot, especially uh, when you get like north of Queensway. Like I find that if you're you're south here, there's still a cool breeze coming off the lake. But Booner, mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you about that because I, I went golfing yesterday afternoon late in the day and I was near the lake. I got to, I got invited to a very fancy private course uh, in the lake area. And uh but I was thinking about you when I saw a picture of you still biking every day. So when it feels like 35 and you're mm-hmm. on that bike. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, I know everyone has a different, you know, comfort level with different temperatures. I personally, it can't be too hot for me. Like, if it's 40 degrees and sweltering hot, I go do a hard 30K and I just love it. Yeah, good for you, man. Well, a lot of endorphins, you know, you swing and on your body's sweating i i was just beat last night i went to bed early and i had a great sleep and i said to fred first thing i said i was exhausted after that heat but i preferred so uh bill brio uh when we come back who else so kenny robinson and then uh, our third show uh the week of the 13th chef jordan wagman you know everybody's mm. yeah. getting the barbecue going again and uh it'll be good to catch up with chef jordan wagman on uh, the wednesday Okay, we got to go because I got to do Swing Thoughts in an hour, but I want you to stay because we do have to discuss a couple things. Dan Duran, uh, what yeah. will you, I know now that we're not doing a show next week, your whole, the whole world opens up for you. Right. Well, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm, I think uh, it'll be this, well, I'll be doing a little uh, jumping in the lake and perhaps a swim in the morning. I'll take the time to do a swim out into the channel and back and okay. uh, get, get my exercise. <laughs> and then also uh, invest in uh, some rhubarb plants and get those going as well. Boone, what's your rhubarb? Uh, do you like rhubarb? Do rhubarb? What's your rhubarb tolerance? Not everyone loves it. I, you know? I like a good rhubarb pie, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Like, I don't think I encounter it anywhere else in the wild. No, this is, yeah, makes sense. Lots of anti- and, uh, antioxidants in, in rhubarb. Yeah, and that's why the strawberry rhubarb is good, because some people can't take, you know, straight-up rhubarb. It's a bit sour or that... Are that taste that it has tart. It's tart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, the, the strawberry sort of counterbalances that. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Hey, before we wrap here, I know how it's got to go, but yeah. uh, I heard about, you know, Maverick. It's pretty good, and you were talking about the box office, and I realized I actually, I don't know how this happened considering my age and everything, but I have never seen Top Gun. Really? The first one? Yeah, it's a good movie. It's fine. So you know you, what? It's a fun movie. Yeah. But do you need to see Top Gun? No, you don't. There's no, there's no, yeah, you'll be able to catch on right away. Okay. And Tom Cruise, uh, you know, he's pretty good in these movies. You know, he does a good I movie, you, Tom he's Cruise. good at these things. Yeah. No, he does. It's like, it's easy to make fun, but he's pretty good at movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm I don't torn think- with watching Tom Cruise, though. Why with the Scientology thing? I know yeah, that's, yeah. That, 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 that's put a bee in your bonnet. I know that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why? Because it's hard for me to watch it. Because it's a made up wow, uh, cockamamie. So... <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a whack job Scientologist. No, that's but I mean, is it, is it because of uh, because his religion's not as whacked out as yours, or is it more whacked out? Or? It's more whacked out, mm, but it's okay. also you know it's a scam. The whole thing's a oh, scam. Yeah. They I all are. No, well, no, not not just Scientology, Fred. No, all the other ones are legit. <laughs> it's a different kind of scam. All right. Well, that's for another time. No, I'm telling you, watch a documentary or two about it. Oh no, I totally anyway, agree with you. But I'm just saying, it's no less. Yeah. So, I've said this to you a million times in the kitchen while we're high on hashish. <laughs> if you were to explain to somebody Christianity or Judaism uh, without any context, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "What? Yeah. He's they did a yeah. they got the tablets from a burning bush? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. Well, Scientologists. I mean, you know, 
Yeah. Well, there's a line. There's a cult line, right? Where's the cult as opposed to a religion? Yeah. Well, they should be like those fine, upstanding priests. Yes. There's the gold standard. Absolutely. Um, Hmm. Let's. Uh, right. well, I can have my opinions. Uh, you can. Your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love the fact that we're trying to wrap up the show. And you go before we go. Let's talk <laughs> about religion. <laughs> that won't be. That won't take another half an hour from these two baboons. <laughs> all right. Listen. All of you are very, very nice people. Thanks everyone for listening. The last couple of weeks have been uh, very interesting for us. And again, thanks to all the people. We've read tons of emails today. You know, Boone and I have seen it. Big reaction to the show the last couple of weeks. The Derringer bump, we called it. And when we come back, we're not going to belabor this any longer unless there's new information uh, coming to uh, these reporters. Okay? And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of enablers. And you know who you are going, oh, good, they're not working next week? Thank God. That's right. Thank God. Will they just please stop mentioning our names? Yeah. (laughs) We want to get on and pretend that we had nothing to do with this. And if you guys are, if anyone's worried that Fred and I are going to show up at Canadian Music Week, don't. It's we don't come, we don't come downtown for that shit. (laughs) Unless, you know what they, you know what they should do? They should just get a a a screen in the lobby. (laughs) You and I can go on Zoom (laughs) as people walk by, like Speaker's Corner. They just look at the Zoom thing and we go, "Who are you? Are you an enabler? Move on." People just stop and we rant at you for a few minutes on the way into um, people talking about how podcasts work. <laughs> yes, you must get to the point quickly. Mm. Move along, move it along. Yes. All right, Michael Hello? Boone. What would you? I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Right, have those guys given you an award? <laughs> I have saved that. Who huh? have done what? No, have any of those guys at the Canadian Music Week have they given you an award recently? Or have they given us an award? They, they give yeah. us nothing. Oh, okay. Dan, if they got an award, we'd never stop hearing about it. That's, That's right. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Because we would have you begin each show with, and now here are the award-winning Hall of Famers. <laughs> right. We okay. could still do that. We actually did win that a few times. So Dan could start by the 1997 winners. That's right. Best morning show. Four-time winner. of the. We were the four-time winners, by the way. Four-time winner of Best Morning Show in Canada, yet we weren't even thought of as the best morning show in that building. Fuckers. Oh, anyway. Have a great... Yes, we want to wrap up. <laughs> I personally can't wait for you to tell us, as soon as we hit, as soon as we hit uh, stop here, to tell us the joke that you're too afraid to. Well, I just don't know nowadays. Oh, right? don't you? Yeah. All right. It's well, that, but it's a joke we used to tell as kids. All right. Well, I mean, and it's stupid. But I'm going to run it by you guys first, okay? All right. And then we can't remember if you no. guys give the okay. Okay. We'll then do we'll, that. We'll present it to the audience. It is funny. I was thinking about. Hmm. I don't want to get into it, but just because uh, <laughs> we're wrapping the show up. I'm trying to wrap the show up, but I was thinking about what you said about how. You know, in Scientology, it seems wacky in Christianity, you know, because we... Yeah. Isn't it interesting, though? Like, you know that the name Chris is short for Christian? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and there's a there's a lot of oh, people... Christopher as or well. Christopher, sure. But there's right. actually a, a proper first name is Christian. You know, Christian <laughs> Amapur, There, And there's obviously, you know, for uh, in the Muslim world, there are lots of people first name Mohammed. Or, you know, 
but you rarely find anyone first named Jew. <laughs> I was thinking about that recently. What's uh, what's your friend's name? Jew? How uh, his name is Jew Glassman. What? Yeah, first name Jew. Uh, you know, just just thought I'd throw it out there, Dan. Uh, yeah, is, you're right. Is Jude any uh, derivative of that? I don't know. Yeah, what's that oh. guy's name? Uh, Kiki Jew Burger. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> you know, Kiki Jew Burger. Ooh, I saw I'd get that in under the wire. Uh-huh. Uh, Boone, hang around. Everyone, uh, enjoy the next week. Boone's going to uh, have some best of stuff for you next week as well. And uh, we'll see you in uh, 12 days from now. Here's Dan This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, Hush Blankets, Relaxed Care, and our newest returning sponsor, DraftKings. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. For four-time winners, Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, in Ontario, vote on June 2nd, take a week off, and we'll be back on the 13th. Howard says, embrace every goddamn day. Yes, ma'am. The jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that?